Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
you know, and it could be anywhere, and it could be, you know, job. The work is really where sometimes a lot of people find it, and I know I've dealt with that a lot mm-hmm. um, in the past couple of years. Not not this year so much, but I've had some really bad experiences at a job where there was one person in particular that was, you know, had their sights on me for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that person doing that could be your closest friend, mm-hmm. which is kind of upsetting, but we see it the most in friends. And, you know, you see it where you swear the people are there to support and have your back, but maybe not there's so much. Something, there's something about a change in you or you going towards your path and all that stuff, like we talked about in Spark a little bit. But this is even more, I don't know, it hits harder because it's, uh, because it's the whole gist of the show, the ego, the jealousy, the anger. We have it, too. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely experience it. I don't want to say it on a daily basis because that would make me sound like a crazy monster. No, it's not <laughs> daily. It's not daily. But, there, but everyone has those little things that, that set you off, you know. Everyone has, again, even if I'm totally going to be honest, if I saw another friend having big, crazy success, I'm happy for them, then I get a little green eye. Yep, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, um, but then I, I'm i glad I know enough to know to kind of check myself a little and be like, oh, thinking that way. Yeah. You know, because it does more damage to you. Yeah. Honestly, it really does. Uh, and so that we're we're going to do terrible thoughts as a kind of thing. This is going to be a two-parter, so okay. our terrible thoughts are going to be through here and all that stuff, but we are going to do a little celebrity snark, but... We've got celebrity soul right now. Exactly. Because we started talking about this last week. Um, Urban Jet and I are very pop culture centric. Yes, if you haven't noticed. Yes. Definitely into celebs we're into. Some of them may be on the fringe. Some of them may be more on the public eye. But we were always into radio, TV, film, music, that kind of thing. They don't always have to be A-list. No. You know, um, we won't start out as A-list. But I we'll know. We'll make it. We'll make it. We'll okay. get our own show and logo, then Bravo, and there we go. Look out. We're, we're coming. <laughs> but, so I was perusing through my Glamour magazine of all things. I We were thinking on this topic of celebrity soul, celebrity snark. Maybe someone within the week or recent news, I, we come up with an example of somebody who we thought acted famous, acted in a kind of negative way, and how we would maybe give them advice or if we identify with them and yeah. how we change it around. And then to take it to the other side, somebody that acted in a positive way or had a good message that we appreciated. And anytime I see a celebrity in that vein, it just makes me feel better because they're out there putting something good into the world, maybe seeing something you agree with. So then you feel, you know, oh, I think that too. That's cool. And so do you, and you're famous. That kind of thing. But I was flipping through Glamour, and red pumps are in for the spring, by the way. Shout the red pumps. We have to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I need more shoes. My mom's probably yelling at the computer right now for me not to buy anything. (laughs) And uh, it was in the Life 101 section, and... This article written by Bethany Frankel, those of you who don't know, she was one of the New York housewives, and she used to have, like, a crazy kind of situation going on with all those women. I used to watch the show. I don't know if you did. I watch bits and pieces. Like, like anytime they put real in front of anything, I just don't think it's 
it's real. Well, it usually isn't. It is. It is. I know. Those people don't, like, these reality shows, they don't know each other before, and they create situations. That's why they have writers. That's why we'd make a great reality show. Exactly. Anyway. We can write our own outlines. <laughs> our reality show's been going for 14 years. <laughs> exactly. But back to Bethany's article. So she was in, definitely involved in a crazy situation. There was a lot of meanness going on. And a lot of times when I tune out of the show is when just a bunch of women would be yelling at each other. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not positive or fun. Why didn't they like her again? It, well, was it, one of the things was... Losing her house? Or that was Danielle from New Jersey or something? Yeah. I don't know. Bethany, again, in this story, can even talk to that. She started to, like, turn her life around and become positive and be mm. successful with the brand that she was marketing. Mm. Skinny her, girl. Shout out to skinny girl Margarita. Pretty tasty. I've had <laughs> And it was almost like the one person who needed her to be sad so she could always be there to get her and to make sure she was okay. It's like, I need to keep you sad. I need to keep you depressed. She wasn't like that anymore, so it started a row. And that's something I bet everyone can look at with their friends. Uh, when you change, when you oh, become more positive, when you become show. healthy, when you become together, when you become successful, there's a lot of people out there that call them your friends, and they are, but because of what negativity they have inside, they're going to get upset with you, treat you differently because you're not the mess that they need you to be. Because there's some You're, people... You don't fit the role exactly. that they're used to seeing you in. Oh, great. Very good. This is Very opening good. up the whole can of worms now. That's something that I know I've gone to you about a lot because yeah. I've dealt with it here or there in the past couple of years where I, people have acted different or I thought I'd have the support that I wouldn't have when I've made some important changes in my life and the urban like gent... Like losing 60 pounds. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the urban gent came to me and he's like, you don't fit that role for them anymore, so it's going to mm -hmm. be weird. And I never thought of it that way, but it's true. She talked about in her article about not gossiping, about not feeding into that negativity anymore. You know, she was saying that she did it just as easily as everyone else. And, of course, you have to think, if you're being negative to someone else, it's then bounce back to you. it comes right back to you. And it's the worst thing you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what keeps you sick. That's what keeps you sad. That's mm -hmm. what keeps you from being depressed. Mm -hmm. And her one quote from here that I absolutely loved, and I was like, Eureka, when I read it was, what you say negatively about others is what you don't like about yourself. Ooh. And I thought that was brilliant of her because it is, aren't we all just reflecting? Yeah, we're all reflections of each other, and there's reasons that we're, you take it from class perspective and whatever you've learned out there exploring these love attraction things or relationships or soul relationships, uh, you go, you, everyone is a reflection of you, so they reflect something inside yourself, good or bad. And there's a purpose for them to reflect that. Exactly. And you, as a spiritual person, quote-unquote, or yes. whatever you want to do, have to can process that and see, well, what is this bringing out in me? What did they reflect in me that I need to work on? Exactly. Or, you know, and or that's, that's good. And the, yeah, and that was what I thought Bethany's point was, and I loved it is the, you know, you're, you're so quick to attack, 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 and you're like, she looks like this, and he's acting like that, and that person's an idiot, and blah, blah, blah. But you're really, like, saying it about you. And I know that's, and that's some kind of a concept that some people won't want to wrap their head around because they'll think it sounds crazy or they won't want to go that deep into them, but it all starts with you anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. You have to, 
you have to get in there and see yourself from the inside pretty much, you know, because yeah. that's how it's all going to get fixed. You know, it has it has to start with, with within, and you have to be positive about it. You have to. And if you're the person attacking and going after people, you need to stop. Because yeah, it makes me wonder, so going deeper into our topic and what sparked this yes. is uh, – is uh, so I'm involved in a kind of huge volleyball league in New York City. Uh, we have like 900 members, and when you put 900 gay men in a <laughs> in a situation, drama happens. <laughs> drama happens. And I will say I was one of the mean girls. I was okay. one of the plastics. You at know, you least you're admitting it. Yeah, I appreciate. That. I will say that to make up for not being popular in high school right. and being awkward and weird in college, right. I found Gotham these last four years, I and I claw- clawed my way to the so- top of the social ladder. He did. Oh, and I fell down every rung after that. He hit his head. And hit my head, but for two solid years. You were. I was I was one you of were, the top dogs. Were you Rachida George or no? No, I was Katie. You I were Katie, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the other, the guy who's inciting this in me is the Regina that's George. That's true, that's right. So, the, the ringleader. The ringleader, because I was the newbie, remember? That's I right. Think, yeah, I was the newbie. You were the fresh, new, cute girl. Yeah. And they're like, who has she? I know. So, so... So what was your experience like as being a mean girl? When you finally got this, when you finally attained... Because I never really quite got there because I was never yeah. popular. I was the weird chick. I had a lot yeah. of friends, but I was the weird one yeah. of the weird chicks. What was it like? Was it everything you hoped for, almost like being famous? It was because it was because I, you know, it was just there was someone, there was something constantly to do, mm. someone constantly there. You get a million Facebook friends. You get you get all this attention. Everyone's buying you drinks. and So up with the ego. Yeah, so it was all just ego-driven, replacing abandonment issues yes. and replacing all self-image issues and all that stuff because these people loved me and people yeah. knew my name oh, and yeah. I was, it was that desire to be famous you just want people to know your name exactly. and people know my name and, and even Regina George said to me you and I have a following like strangers would come you up to really, me you really you noticed that yeah strangers would come up to me and be like oh you're you're blah 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 and I'm like yeah and he's like oh I've heard about you oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> fun thing on the planet well, sometimes that is being, yeah. that's pretty much being famous yeah yeah um, so yes now when did the table turn <gasps> tables turned when I started this, when I formed my own team that traveled yes and we went to championships in Portland, Oregon. Shout out to Portland, Oregon. The dream of the 90s is alive in Portland. Yeah. Shout out Portland. And, uh, and I started to notice, I started to notice, we put the team together in January, yeah. and I started to notice come mid-February, this is not what I want to do. Oh. Did you start feeling kind of... Giddy? Because because someone got injured and my whole concept fell apart. And I started to learn more and more that people were mad at me oh. for putting together this team and not picking them. This is the other side of being the most yeah, girl. Not picking them. They were mad at me. They said, they, they from the start, they said I would fail. Oh, goodness. 
Wow. Yeah, that the people I picked, that the people I chose over them would lead me to failure. Then, the negativity yeah, then one of the major players got injured, and the concept, start, the wheel started to come off. Oh. And it just got progressively worse and worse, and they kept forcing it and forcing it because I had this desire because this is my team. People know my name. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to be as big as Regina George. Because you're important now. Yeah, I'm important now. Me, 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 me. Me. Hmm. This is going to work. Come Portland, Oregon. Championships. Two years ago. So do you think having that mentality and not being, you know, believing in yourself, because that's something we all need to yeah. do, but to building it up so big that it was setting it up for the topple? I think what also set me up for the topple is I knew that I didn't want this to consume my life anymore. It kind of did, did it? It was like there was that switch. There was that switch. My ego was talking so hard, and then suddenly... My my insides and my soul started saying, you don't want to do this. No. You don't want to do this anymore. You're doing this five days a week. For how many months have you been doing this? It was your everything. Yeah, and and just and just eating me whole. And my ego was so fed, so fed, so big that I just had that moment where someone slightly argued with me on the court, and uh, I shut down. Okay, because it wasn't going exactly. Yeah, and I shut off. And I shut off, and that's when it became even bigger that people started talking about me behind oh. my back. And that became that became when I had a temper, and I'm the bad one, and I'm the bad guy. You're not getting what you want. Yeah, because I stood up for I stood up for myself in that moment, and I've always I've always experienced this when I finally stand up for myself in a moment. It comes slamming back at me that I should have never done that, exactly. and I think people go through that too when they finally part of part of I think a folly in people feeling with the spiritual. And we talked about this in class that they have to be nice all the time, exactly, even when it isn't true to yourself, which is the total opposite of what it's supposed to be. If something is not serving you, as they would say, if something is not serving you. You have a right to stand up for yourself and say, no, release it with love and all that stuff. Right. And don't attack the person, but you have to stand up for yourself in a moment. You have and that's to, what yeah. I did. And and everything crashed down. Yeah, because no, it was life. almost like because a lot of times the people in that situation don't want you to. Yeah. You know, and they can't handle it. You know, even if you're, like, the biggest and baddest when you really – or when you try to upset the balance, they don't want you to have your voice. And that's yeah. the most important thing, definitely something we learned, because I'm sure I was – I know I was someone who didn't used to stand up for myself at all. Yeah. And I know that I was someone who would just get trampled on constantly. Yeah. And just to be nice, just to have everyone like me. And, it's, and that's a bunch of, you know, what – yeah. No way. That's right. And again, we're not saying you're not. I'm not telling everyone to throw a blow, even though sometimes I know we wish we could. But you have to be strong within yourself. You have to like put your spine in order, and you have to be like, no, stop. Yeah. This isn't happening anymore because that's the part where you're saying you were listening to that other side of yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people won't or they don't. I know everyone can be in tune. We all have it. You know. There's no soulless person out there. Yeah. Even though we joke and say there are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, those people that were mean to us, blah. Yeah. But really, no, they're still human too, and there's something within them. And it's and it's and it's having the sense to either to know where you're going, and if the ego's 
just overpowering and your want, want, need, need, and I have to. And if you're going to stop and listen to that other part of you that talks and it was like, calm down, slow down a little, look at what you're doing, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. A lot of people aren't when they're caught up in that. When you're caught up in being negative or being negative to others or caught up in the negativity that's being thrust in you and you're like in that tornado, you're not looking at the bigger picture of how much does this really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's up to me to stop it because I can change it. I'm in control of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that can change the situation. Other people aren't going to like that if you make the change, just like in yeah. your experience. Yeah, because after that, after that, I ended up taking my hiatus. Yeah. I came back too Which was soon smart. in last spring. Yeah. I came back too soon last spring. There was a shift, but people, it still went on as business as usual for a while. Yeah. But then came mm-hmm. this past year, this past summer, you know, after everything was done with the season, we take the summer off. Come September, I started feeling more and more that I didn't want to go back, but I also, we focus, I focus on my own weight loss and my exactly. changes and my career, and I needed, I got the new apartment and all that. Self-improvement. Yeah, so I was really focused coming out of the gate on self-improvement. In a positive way. Yeah, so I turned that around. So what I did was I dipped my toe in and I went to a social event in December and I saw a bunch of people again. And people started asking me, why aren't you coming back? Why aren't you coming back? Oh, are you coming back in yes. the spring? And I I told you this. I, I said, uh, I said, I don't know because I don't, I don't like the way people look at me in this league. And and remember, it's like Wayne Dyer. It's like Wayne Dyer's soul took over my little friend, and and he said, "Alex, you've taught people how to treat you here." There you go. And that was like the that was like the ignition to to really analyze all the jealousy, all my ego, all my jealousies about people getting what they get out of the league, and all of my anger towards everybody and how everything went down, and. So coming back, coming back this season, I had the ground rules inside my yep. head. And, again, people did not like that, especially Regina George. No, she didn't. And and it just, it has just snowballed into this huge thing. Yeah, this huge schadenfreude. <laughs> Someone used that word today, and I wanted to use it. Maybe it was there. But, um... It just snowballed into this huge issue with everybody. That's a shame. Like everybody I used to be close with and the pop, with the popular kids, you know, it's, I'm really seeing who my true friends are. And I think that happens in life. This is just a microcosm to the macrocosm of life yeah, it is. going on. And this is good practice. This is great practice for us, I was saying, because it's our practice for Hollywood. <laughs> Because, you know, you're going to have those people. Where are you going to find maybe some of the meanest or the fakest? Yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> and where are we dealing with it now? Exactly. Because so I do think we're ready for it. I do think I know that I'm a lot stronger and more together than I used to be. In that sense, though, stuff does still get to me. And I still do get a little hurt from time to time. You have to, though. Man, it, that's it, part of it. Yeah, because it, it does hurt. 
like being so close to people. It does. And especially if you're someone that's very sensitive yeah. and you take people in your life to heart and mm-hmm. your relationships do mean something. Yeah. When a when a close friend like that friend mm-hmm. or like other people that I'm thinking of right now just turns around and puts the knife back there, that's that's really something. Yeah. But I'll to your other point, which I love, which is something that you've reminded me of now and again, is that you've taught somebody how to treat you. Yes. Oh, yes. I've said this to you. Yes, yes. You know, and that's also something that you definitely don't want to hear right away, but it's mm-hmm. really one of the realest things. If you think about that people out there, if you think about the stuff that's being dumped on you or the way people are treating you, maybe the way boys are treating you mm-hmm. or girls, depending on who you like and who you're attracted to, and why, 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 why are they doing this to me, mm-hmm. or even friends, you've taught them. Yeah, because I started to come out of my victim mode because because. You know, everybody, everybody in the league calls me Val from Not Landing, and Val was the Val was the kind of like bleeding heart, kind of flighty one, um, just hard on her sleeve, always getting hurt and lucky mm-hmm. in love. Mm-hmm. You know, and I played that role because I wasn't the Jr. I wasn't the Abby. I wasn't the I wasn't the Alexis. I wasn't the main character. I was supporting, and I always had the problems, and I always had the pain. You always had the tragedy. Yeah, because that was the story I told myself, as as Inyala Van Zandt or anyone will say, that is the story I wrote, and I, I believe I believe that story. And that's part of the damage that you are putting on yourself every day, and you yeah. may not know. And that's my it. ego story. My ego wants me to live that story because it keeps me comfortable safe. and safe. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. To live, you can't live in your safe comfort zone of sadness and pain, of victimhood, yeah. of these boys always treat me this way, why? How yeah. come I can't get this from this girl, why? Yeah. yeah. You're creating it. And I know that some people, again, don't want to hear that. I know the first time I was told that, I didn't want to hear it, and I got angry because it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> it just hits you. It just hits you so hard. And I was just like, shut up. And then I went home, and I thought about it, and I was like, darn they're totally right, because it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing to let these people, because I'm in control. Remember that you're always in control. You're steering the darn shit, people. Mm-hmm. Stop saying that you're not, yeah. please. So you can't, so you're in control, and I'm not saying always blame yourself. But, but Yeah, you, that's the worst thing. Uh, sorry to talk yeah. about but that's the worst thing, especially I think this summer we're definitely, I'm going to look, help have us look into that Truth About Attraction by Sandra Ann Taylor, because that is the worst thing you could do is, is that that the law of attraction, in the simplest terms, when they explain it, puts so much pressure on you. Yep. When the the opposite is true, if we're co-creating, all the pressure isn't on us. Our soul and the universe is part of it. And just because we have a bad thought, it's not going to destroy everything and all this stuff where we say a word the wrong way, it's not going to destroy your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> FYI. We're, we're definitely going to touch on that some more in another show about not putting all the pressure on yeah. yourself to make yourself crazy in that way. But but know that exactly self-blame doesn't do you yeah. look a good. 
It doesn't help with the positivity. It doesn't help with, like, keeping yourself positive and the world around you positive as well. Yeah, if you can rephrase it to be, like, self-reflection and take out the, the anger and the beating yourself up. Exactly. And see why this triggered that and see why I'm still so – you hear my voice. You hear my voice. I usually don't talk this loud. But you can see how it's still hitting me even last night at the bar when I got a glare and I got a look and I got snubbed and I got walked by. You know, it still mm. incites a reaction out of me, and I'm still reacting to it. I'm still processing it, but I have to say, these people don't serve me. That's the truth. And that this might be happening now because they're really not meant to be there anymore. Yeah. And sometimes you notice when the people aren't meant to be there anymore, it could be a big earthquake fault line shakeup. And you have they don't always just float in and out of your life yeah. like a leaf on the breeze. Sometimes if it's such a big deal and it was such a big relationship, it could kind of be a little painful and a little messy. Yeah, and when you're out of your comfort zone and you realize that you're standing on your own too and you're attracting better people, more solid people, there's still that loneliness you have to deal with. And I'm, I am uh, dealing with that. That's why it's going to be a two-part show because we are going to do cooling where we are going to, we're going to let it all root, go. Yeah, we're going to let it all go, get to the root of this, and release it with love. You have to release peace. it with a lot of love. And all so that. you can move on and move forward and do better and get healthy and be successful because that's what we want for everybody out there. That's what we want for our friends. That's what we want for us. You know, that's what, that's what we want for the world because yes. that's the only way, like, everything's going to move forward. Yes. You know what I'm saying? All right. That's our time. We love you for listening. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back, not next week, but the week after. Yes. Which, quick math. April 13th. Oh, thank you. April 13th. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. Blog Talk Radio.
They are the market demo. <laughs> they are the future, too. 18 to 34, they are the market demo. For, like, for everything. Advertisers. So I know, that's right. They're the ones with the money. Them. Yeah, we're apparently. The, we're not the ones with the money. No. I know that, unfortunately. <laughs> At least not yet. No. Yeah, but soon. Uh, but anyway, so would you like to begin? Yeah, on the, on the topic, a little celebrity snark for us. Yeah. I was watching the talk while I was doing my laundry the other day. And this relates to the whole topic of, you know, rivalries and friends and stuff. Not that they're mm-hmm. friends, but also just issues of the day. But, you know, there's a whole thing where Nicki Minaj is yeah. tired of being compared to Gaga and all that stuff. And, you know, I do it too in my head because they are kind of the yeah. same. But but I think this wouldn't come up if they weren't women. I like that point of view. Yeah, That's something I, think, I didn't think of until you mentioned it. Yeah, so. I think I think if they were men, you know, no one would uh no one would even think twice of thinking they were copycats or anything or You're right. they would just be they would, it'd be okay for them to be competitive, but when women do it it's catty and you know, exactly. all that stuff. Or gay men. Mm, well, just like my life. That's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other scenario. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna speak on that? Do you wanna 'cause I said I was thinking what we each wanted to do today, because we talked about last show with um um either being negative yourself or being in a situation that's negative and how are you dealing with it. I know I wanted each of us to relay one specific situation that we were talking about. I didn't. I know I didn't really talk much about what was going on with me personally, but you definitely did, which was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And to kind of state here and now live for the whole everyone to hear how we're going to let it go and it's yeah. not going to be a problem anymore. Yeah. That's I, I like to, Everybody heard me prattle on enough. You can go on. I like your story. Okay. Yeah, mine. My story I touched on like an instant Wincy yeah. bit last time, but uh, let me see. To sum up, good. A few years ago, there was some big, bad, obtuse negativity going on between me and this one person at my job, and it became really oppressive and even hard to go to work where I would wish I could do anything else than to yeah. drive in and have to deal with eight hours of someone just being nasty, straight up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Again, and when I think of things where we talk about how did you let them, you know, let them treat you that way or how did I I teach this person to treat me like that? Maybe I wasn't strong enough or maybe I didn't hold my ground enough with her. Mm -hmm. And if it was somebody who I feel was looking for an easy target because there's something going on in their life, yeah. That they're insecure about. So yeah. they'll attack someone. They'll attack a little broken winged bird on the ground. Yeah, or someone who allows easier. to let you be their doormat. Exactly, because I'm unfortunately known for being a little too nice and a little too much <laughs> of a pushover. Accommodating. Yeah, a little too accommodating. And then that part of the relationship took a turn for the worse, where it was like, I'll just go after her and it could be anything, and I'll just be like, so it got pretty bad, and it was bad, and it semi kind of resolved itself, but not really, only in the fact that this person and I do not work together anymore at all and hardly interact. 
Well, that could be the universe stepping in finally. Someone had to because I tried to step in a couple times and confront the person, and the person would back down and say there wasn't a problem. Yeah. And wouldn't look me in the eye and say, yes, there's a problem. Yeah. When I was like, all right, well, I'm going to stand up, look me in the eye, tell me there's a problem, and they were like, no. Oh, yeah. So that went back and forth. And then finally, they kind of admitted there might have been an issue with some of the things I was doing, like, years ago, but never told me to my face. And then they just kept it inside and decided to treat me like, you know what, which isn't, I'd say, the best way to deal with things. But, again, now that we're separate and it no longer happens, I was thinking today, because every once in a while those thoughts come back to my head. I think of the situations with this person, and I think about how it made me feel, and it made me feel awful. And so I wasn't sure why even though the situation is totally stopped, I keep bringing it back into myself. I don't know why I would sit at my desk and be like, oh, remember when that was awful? Why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? There's no trigger. You can't pinpoint a trigger as the... I could pinpoint maybe if something happens at work and I make a mistake or I'm, like, anticipating this person to come around the bend with something that I might have done wrong and to, like, point it out and make me feel bad like they used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, doesn't even happen anymore. So I don't know why I'm, like, still holding on to the negativity of it or even thinking of it at all. So what I wanted to do officially tonight was to let it go. Yeah. And to be done, to not think that way. When I passed the person in the hallway... Maybe not smile, but just be like, oh, there's you, here's me. That's that. I, again, this week, uh, and maybe even last week, uh, Louise Hay, shout out to Hay House. Hey! Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, if Michelle ever gets published by them, she's going to have to hide these. (laughs) Um, Continue. uh, The whole, the whole, the whole, uh, concept of forgiveness and yeah. how it relates to how I was saying this. Because I haven't forgiven her. I can tell you honestly, I haven't. Yeah, and, and I feel it, like I should have just hurt myself. Yeah, and you don't, it's that, the whole thing, the quote was that, let me see if I can look it up, that okay. forgiveness isn't about necessarily allowing yourself to like the person. That's what it is. Forgiveness yeah. and liking them two different things. are two different things exactly. because they, you can forgive you can forgive the part of them that hurt you, and you're forgiving the pain mm-hmm. and that whole thing. You can see them as a spiritual being, yes. but you don't have to accept who they are in the physical, what, how they run their life through their ego and all that stuff. You don't have to forgive them. Because I definitely, don't, love that I definitely don't love that part yeah. at all. But, and then I was sitting at the desk today, and I don't know why it popped in my head again. I go, this is what I'm talking about tonight. This is what I want to say that I am done with, I no longer want it in my brain yeah. or around me because my situation at my job is so much better than it used to be. It's almost crazy how much nicer it is. Here we go. It's All right, right there. All right, go um, ahead. Tuesday, forgiving someone does not mean you condone their behavior. The act of forgiveness takes place in your own mind. It really has nothing to do with the other person. The reality of true forgiveness lies in setting ourselves free from holding on to the pain. Yes. It is simply an act of releasing yourself from the negative energy, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, you keep bringing up the negative energy. Yeah. So, therefore... I was, like, sitting with yeah. it, and, I, and there was no reason for it, and I'm, you know, and I'm wondering why do I keep doing it. Maybe you haven't forgiven the part of yourself that... that Let it 
happen, quote not unquote, let it happen, not let it happen. But also felt that way in the situation, yeah. felt you needed to be inferior, felt you needed to be. Right, felt that I was a bad Yeah, that person. you weren't good enough. Right, you exactly. Enough. Maybe you need to forgive the part of yourself that doesn't feel so good. So that's what I'm saying right now. I forgive that part of myself that felt like I deserved it. Yeah. And I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I'm forgiving that part of her that felt the need to do that to me. Yeah, that mirror, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and that's that's what I have to work on with Regina George in the whole situation. And I think I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to mention last week. I wanted to I wanted to uh, reiterate the point because I told you I forgot to tell you more motivating factors of my change and why yes. I had to set the ground rules with these people. Uh, first of all, like besides getting surgery, having the doctor tell me ahead of normal, those abnormal growths and stuff. That's and right. And remember when I called Regina yes. and all that stuff, and I called I called everybody. Yeah. You know saying? She's yeah. one of the important people. I, I made that I made that thing because it's like hits you that your life, your physical life is kind of delicate sometimes, and you don't you don't expect to hear you're trying to you're trying to get healthier and you're trying to feel better about yourself, but then there's this underlying thing that what if I wasn't, what if I wasn't this vain? What if I w- right. didn't want to, what if I didn't want to do this? What if these gone, what if they gone undiscovered? How would you have found out about the news that you found out? Yeah, about because you know me, I don't, I don't really get sick a lot. And you I, don't really go to the doctor really, a lot. Yeah, You're not like me with a hundred specialists. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I that hit me like, what if I never did this? What if I never put myself in a position a really good to get weight loss surgery? Yep. When would I have found this out? Would yeah. I have found it out too late? And that's when it hit me. And that was that was that was um hmm, what September? I had the surgery in October. Yeah. Right? That was September. So. So that was one thing. Then the second thing was finding out Tommy died. I know. Tommy was someone from my club days who I was really kind of close with, kind of had really a big crush on, too. But he was, that I, I was 23, he was 16, <laughs> which would never work. That's a recipe for I Thinking about hello. <laughs> yeah, but he was, he was an addict, too. Yeah. So he died of an overdose. But he died of an overdose at the time when I was peaking. And I felt so much felt when I was peaking in the clique, when I was peaking in the group. Right. When I was really, really, I started, I started the traveling team, the dollhouse yeah. team. You know, that January, that January, he died, and I didn't find out about it till this year or last year, like late last That's year right. after my yep. surgery or yep. something. Yeah, I remember. You uh, and that hit me too because I remember before. Before I got involved in the traveling team that fell apart and really the social, the huge social aspect of the volleyball club, he came back into my life. Tommy came back into my life. And sometimes I think when he was reaching out to us, he didn't just reach out to me, but he reached out to a few of us. Right. Sometimes I felt like that was a cry for help, and I had to deal with the guilt of... Uh, I know. Of not hearing it. Not just not hearing it, but I'm I'm shunning people outside of volleyball on purpose. Right. I don't, especially in my in my former gay club life and all that stuff, 
because I didn't want to deal with that task either. Because you just wanted to deal with exactly what was happening right yeah. now, and the, that was what the most important thing was, was the circle you were part yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, and so those 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 texts and those, those IMs I was getting from him mm-hmm. could have been a cry for help. Not that I think I could have saved him. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not anything like that, but it just hit me that he was reaching out to all of us, and when he could have needed or used a friend... I wasn't there. I got you. So that was another thing. Then the whole thing with my cousin mm. during Christmas yes. and finding out, you know, he killed himself and all that stuff. That was right before the se- this season I know, started. yeah. So there was a whole bunch of things in my head about change and life and the meaning of life and our past and what we're doing and uh, and you know, just to get this reaction, this negative reaction from a bunch of people just just is really astounding but also necessary. Yeah, it is necessary. I mean, now it's one of those things where when you take a few steps back, you can see yeah. how necessary it is because this situation, you know, with me obviously happened because there are some parts of me that feel... Like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. So it was almost like, you know, putting me in that bad situation to make me deal with, like, stop thinking that way. About yeah. Yourself. Like, yeah. you are that good enough. Yeah. You know, and there's, like, it's, like, a ridiculous situation, so there's no need for you to be that way. Yeah. You know? But it's, like, you almost, you have to go through it to realize it. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times you have to go through the stuff that's hurtful. Yeah. To realize it. Which is tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because who wants to do that? Don't we all just want, like, lollipops and cupcakes and no, kittens and rainbows? Yeah. I don't know. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, I think uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm just attracted to things that are darker anyway, because I don't always want lollipops and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a mix of those. Yeah. But, but that's, I mean, that's, that's really, like, the point of everything that we're talking about tonight, you know, just letting things go. And whether you got, you know, if anybody wants to write in and we could read it, or if anybody wants to call in in our, like, last, you know, our last bit of the show. Yeah, 877-296-0345. If you want to really do it live right now with us, if there's something you just want to say, I released this and I'm done, and it's no longer going to be a part of me. You know, you're very much welcome to. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, it's changing the way I I, I converse, or as we would say on the Miss Wendy show, conversate about yep. things. When it comes to Regina now, I keep my voice very even. I keep That's my I keep my. I, I there's I I tell myself there's no need for anger in this situation anymore yeah. because someone pointed out to me, um, number eight on my top ten. Um, that's an inside joke that some people will get. Maybe we'll explain later if one of the oh, one of the hot one hundred comes through. But uh he went to me he went to me, you know you talk about this every time we're together. That's what I noticed that like, oh, I do. Well here's God. the thing. That's what I started to notice that I do. Yeah. I'm always bringing it up. Remember when she said this? Remember when she said that? I can't believe And this yeah. is like a year later, and she's not even doing it anymore. She's not even in my, like, 
my yeah. central like hub of existence at yeah. this place. So it's crazy for me to even again like focus on and focus on it. So that's why I really especially before I go away before we go away, before we start talking about all our next level stuff that we want to do, because I feel like that's what part of this vacation is. Yeah. Is like the beginning of the second of like the second the branch second on wave. the tree, the yeah. second wave. I want it. I want it all behind me because I'm moving on to way bigger things, and I can't carry it. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be the at least for us. I don't know if anybody is shifting in the same things, especially with how brutal Mercury was to me and its lovely retrograde. Yeah. Uh, but I I feel like, I think part of the reason I'm so wound up is not only the transition. I lost my job today. Yeah. FYI, everybody. That's something else right uh, now. I lost my job today. Last day, eight years. Yeah. Eight years, done and over, said and done. On to better things. Yep. And, uh, and that transition coming up, having to move back with mom, uh, which which I'm very grateful for to yeah. have because my plan in my head was just, you know, financial entanglement, what to do. I'm lucky enough to have people who will support exactly. me. Exactly, and she's there. Yeah. She, like, takes the time you need to do what you got to do. Yeah. So I've got space. Yeah. It's important, you know. And and releasing releasing the pride from losing the job That's and having to move in with your parent and all that stuff. I finally was humble enough to say I need to, I need to do the human work too. Like like not put myself in a situation, not put myself in that dire strait if I can see it coming. Exactly. I know we can trust and rely on the path and have faith in everything and the whole law of attraction and stuff like that. Don't worry about it. Yes, have faith that everything's all going to work out. But still, at the same time, Marine Virtue says this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do the human work. Remember to do the human work too. Right. Don't put yourself. You know, you have to remember because, physical laws. Don't because you have to remember. You have to remember you're right. still a person. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to defy gravity. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Run up the ceiling. Alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the wicked. I know. You're not even like a strong guy, which is hilarious. That's one thing that you're not. Uh, you don't yeah. have that cliche. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to the Broadway people because I am one, even though you are. That's fine. It's all good. Even though I randomly break out a song. I know. See, that's the funny thing about you. You totally could be in your own musical because yeah. you're always singing. Yeah. But you don't go and watch them. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, even going on that, I knew the changes were coming. But you're right. There's the sec- this There's this feeling with this vacation. These these next four days, coming back and stepping into the next shift. That's the what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted it. I I just there was stuff that I wanted gone that I was ready to just say goodbye. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know. And I never take a vacation. No, you never do. Uh, yeah. This is my first official vacation ever. I usually to go to visit my folks somewhere wherever they're living at yeah. the time because yeah. they're so you know cosmopolitan. I know. <laughs> But um yeah. Travel the world now. I know. Wow. But I what's the at thirty five? No, please. <laughs> they were working hard. They worked I know. hard. I know. Oh wow. Hard well into their fifties. Those two very hardworking public school teachers, and there is enough respect out there for public school teachers. So I need to say it. But um yeah, a lot of people go lots of places, and a lot of times my vacations are work related or something like that. It's yeah, mine were all travel for work. Related. Yeah, yours is like work. Sports, your your sports job related. Yep. 
and like my job job related. Yeah. So we're actually I can't remember the last time this was like a actual real vacation at a real resort doing vacation y things. Yeah. Like drinking at, you know, noon. Yeah. Lying in a cafe app. Tapless, but my margaritas are bottomless. Mexico. <laughs> All right. Okay, Family Guy people, you should get that. You guys should definitely <laughs> Shout get that. Shout out to the Family Guy people. There has to be more than just us that watch Family Guy listening to this show, because you know how hilarious and crazy it yeah. is. Yeah. You need crazy, hilarious things in the world. Yeah, but it's important to have that humor. But um, that shift, man, it's tough, but yeah, it is. But getting to the next level is going to be. I just know my with myself. I just know what I had to do, and I was like sitting there this week. And there's a, there's a couple other things. This is definitely one of the biggest ones that was still I was still letting it plague me for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, for that for that reason for that the parts of me that was like you're just not, you know, maybe she was right, and maybe you are this, and you know, yeah. maybe all you do is make mistakes and do bad things. So that needs to end because I won't ever move forward in this respect if I keep Because it will always that. trigger those feelings. Yeah, and then I'll that. stumble and then I won't I won't be like strong enough to keep going, you know, forward or have that, you know, the little bit of braveness you need to try something new. Yeah. To want to succeed at something and make yourself grow. So I didn't want anything to stunt my growth anymore and I feel like that definitely cool was the damage. Yeah. Used our puns on our on our title. Cool the damage. Cool the damage. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. But definitely I can look at Regina now and a lot of that group and just feel a little bit of sadness. Not maybe okay. God, how is this going to sound without sounding bitchy? <laughs> I can say I can see it with sadness. Of the loss of the friendship, yes. Of course. Sadness that they need to remain, that they all and he all and all all have to remain in that sort of group mentality to feel like they belong. Because that's what they need. Yeah, to feel like that gives them their power. But I can also, I also, when I look them in the eye, I think I remember this weekend, even though they look away, that so they look away when you look at them. I, I remember really to say, yeah, I remember to say, and I think this That's is a Deepak yeah. part, honestly. Yeah, I think this is a Deepak Chopra trick or something. It is for not not that someone else who everybody else is interviewing. But um, but I'll remember it. But uh, to remember to just either say I love you in my head, right, or say even say Namaste in my yeah. head before I let the thought in, but if the thought does come to catch it yep. and say, I forgive them, I forgive myself for feeling it, I release it with love. And That's the, that is definitely the main point that we want to yeah. drive home with all this, with this show, yeah. to release it with love. Because you don't, yeah, you don't. You don't release it with more negativity, yeah. which, is what, <laughs> which is what was happening, which is what was happening with both of us and why we are... Um, I was like we were on the like you know hamster wheel. Yeah, and yeah. and that's how you get off. Honestly. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Well, this is fun. Come see New York sometime. It's Come great. see the Buick, beautiful Mistake yeah. River. Yeah. It's brown. Come eat at Tom's Diner because it's delicious. Yes, yeah, brown like I'll be after. <laughs> we'll be there later. I know you'll be. I am hoping to get some color. 
because I look like I know if you see both of our We're pictures like of Mosha. Uh, he looks like the ghost whisperer, and I'm his little his little spectral <laughs> friend. Anyway, Casper. We love you guys for listening. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If it's your fourth time or your first time, and hopefully more of you will get on the train soon, we really appreciate all the love and support. It means a whole, whole lot. Uh, Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. 